Hello and welcome to Pure Worship Radio. This is Scott Cunningham and I'll be your host as we highlight and interview various worship leaders and artists who love Jesus and are writing songs that both edify the church and glorify Christ. Our mission is to capture the story behind the songs and the heart behind the music. So thanks for joining us today. We pray that you're greatly encouraged by our time of letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And today we're grateful to have Keith and Kristen Getty on the program. And I know that you're going to be encouraged by their music and ministry. So let's start off today's show with a few of their songs. Till the whole earth sings 
You're listening to Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio. That was music from Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio, and today we have the privilege of having Keith on the program, and thanks for joining us today. It's so great to have you, Keith. Thanks, Scott. All right, well, let's begin the program with just getting to know you guys a little bit better and giving some context of, of where you're from and how you came to know Christ, and let's start there. Sure, well, I come from, I obviously don't come from um, the same part of California that you guys are. <laughs> I'm obviously Irish, and um, so we grew up there from in a Christian background, was, was privileged to grow up. Um, both to love Christ and to love music, and um, but I, I guess as, as as my faith became challenged at university, began to think more deeply about faith and the importance of what we sing, and so alongside our worship songs, 
I felt it was important to be reinventing the old hymn traditions, the old psalm traditions, the old liturgical traditions, yes. in a way that could really help uh, bring a, a, an extra level of depth to what is sung in churches around the world today. So that, that, that really became, that, that, was the, that was the genesis of it. And then the first song we wrote actually was called In Christ Alone. That became quite popular. And so since that, we've been able to build on that. Yeah, that's great. And did, did you guys meet in Ireland, or did you meet at college? Where did you guys yeah, actually... Yeah, no, we met through Christian's uncle. is a man called John Lennox, who, who, is, who is no stranger to the Calvary Chapel circles. Yeah. And he, um, he introduced us. He helped me greatly with faith, and then he introduced the two of us. And, and we, we wrote a song the first day we were together, and pretty much have done that ever since. Wow, that's great. And how many years has it been that you guys have been uh, ministering together in music? Well, we're married 129 months. <laughs> we've celebrated every we've celebrated every 16 since since we got married, and we've never had a single night apart. And um, wow. so we've pretty much since we first met, made music together, talked about life together, discussed, argued, agreed, resolved, and um, celebrated celebrated um, life as believers um, who get to who get to try and live the gospel in every context of life. And so. It's been a, it's a pretty exciting journey, which we're really which we're really thankful for. Oh, that's great! Now I know you guys were living in Ohio for a while, and now you guys are you guys living in Nashville now? Um, yeah, I mean we we've a little little small small house in the north coast of Ireland that was where we where we lived when we got married. We've never sold that, so we go back there each summer, and that's just kind of our oasis for writing, yeah, and for being able to catch up with family. And I think there's the Irish identity in our music is very strong, so we never embraced the idea of being immigrants totally. Although we love American culture, we had four and a half years in Ohio with our good friend Alistair Begg, who many of you know, and then and then we've now lived in Nashville for the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's great to be able to both. I think since we moved to Nashville, we haven't been really been influenced by Christian music, but we've been very influenced by American folk music, bluegrass, uh, soul, country, those kind of styles. And so wow. I think our, our music and now the band that we have is a half half Irish, half bluegrass kind of group of players. Uh, and we'll find a really interesting intersection between where Irish and American music meet, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. That's great. And um, you guys recently had your first child as well, correct? Well, we've, we're expecting our third. We had our first child. Eliza Joy is now, we just had her birthday. She just turned four. Wow. And we were in California for her birthday, which was great. And yes. then um, Charlotte is the second one. She's 14 months. They're both redheaded, so if you can imagine two <laughs> Irish artists giving birth to two redheaded girls, that tells you something about their personalities. And then we're expecting, God willing, our third one on the fourth of July. So we're going to have a we're going to have a truly American third child. Oh, that is great, man! That's so cool. Well, let's talk about some of these songs that you guys have have written over the years. And uh, you mentioned uh, one of them, a very well known song that we sing and sing often. Um, here in our church, but uh, in Christ alone. And um, I guess before we actually talk about that song, it's what we'd probably describe as like a modern day hymn or a modern hymn. What would you describe or how would you describe uh, what a hymn is or what attributes of a song would you say that would classify it as a hymn? Sure. Well, obviously, as you know, Scott, there's no scientific definition and everybody makes their own definitions. I think what made people associate our music more with the hymn tradition and the modern worship tradition mm. was the kind of the emphasis on quite deep theology, yes. on more on more kind of timeless folk classical melodies that each generation could sing. Uh, and our, our music never tried to. I think one of the great things about the modern worship movement is it brought Christianity to the to the sound of the moment, mm. which helped give a great relevance to Christianity. Our hymns have no intention or even attempt to transcend like the moment. They, they, we try to write 
classic kind of classic, more classic classical melodies. Yes. In a way that people will maybe pick them up and be able to carry them through life. So, so, so that's the dream with them. And obviously, in the, in the more in the more historic tradition of, of writing hymns, it helped teach you how to understand the Bible. Mm. But so I think because our songs seem to be more in the tradition of, of hymn writing rather than the modern worship movement. People called them modern hymns, and mm. it wasn't my idea. People have gone with that. And sure, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, happy. I'm happy enough to acquiesce. You can call totally. them whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember talking with you a while back, and you were saying how um, you guys just spend so much time, you really wrestle with the lyric, and you wrestle with the melody. I think you said you had sometimes some something like 100 melodies that you were just like working so hard on, and um, it's neat to see that effort and heart put behind uh, your writing. It's really, really neat. Well, thanks. That might just mean we're not very good. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for sure, I think we have a very high view of art, um, yeah. and we love art. And I mean, even the band, if you, if you get to go to some of the concerts um, or the event in, in the Anaheim Arena on Good Friday, I mean, this is some of the world's top Irish and bluegrass players. The, the solo guitarist, is it was the solo guitarist of Riverdance on Broadway. Wow. Um, the, the, the fiddler made a Grand Ole Opry debut when she was 13 and was one of the most brilliant. Um, young bluegrass musicians in the world at the minute. Elian Piper has music features in a lot of you know, everything from Hollywood soundtracks to to other things. And so th- we really try to appreciate great music and, and try to try to place a, a high value in music. But then on the lyrics, of course, as you mentioned, the, the, a song like The Power of the Cross, for example, um, Stuart Townend spent 15 months on it and he wrote 17 verses to it. And it, he wanted to find a way that four verses would carry a theme would, would move you emotionally on a, in, a, in a direction and actually finish with a punch, and he could never just quite get it right. So mm. he kept coming back to it and back to it, and 15 months later he got it. So wow. that, that, that might mean we're, we're careful. It might mean we're just not very good. Either way, we <laughs> certainly put a high view on it. So <laughs> That's great, man. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about um, that song, In Christ Alone, and maybe you can give us a little uh, history on, on how you wrote that and, sure. and the heart behind it. Was, it. it was it was actually really simple. It was I'd written this melody and um, I, I believed in it, and I wanted to write a hymn that took us through what, what we understand about Christ. You know, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his return. Basically, in one in one neat neat hymn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stuart Townend wrote this just stunning lyric, which uh, it just seems to have connected in, in, in ways that make me kind of wonder. But it's, it's yeah. incredible. So wow. I consider myself privileged just to have been part of the part of the process of that. Yeah, and there's so many great versions of that song, um, In Christ Alone. Which one should we highlight today? Honestly, I like all the versions I've heard because they all bring their own character. Sure. I think the one that's most special to this time in our life because of this Irish-American influence was Alison Krauss, who I think is the most Grammys of any, any female artist in history, mm. um, offered to do a version with Kristen. And so Charlie Peacock produced it. It's really simple and really beautiful. But I think Allison and Kristen together is really special. All right. Well, let's take a listen to that song, In Christ Alone, sung by Kristen Getty and Allison Krauss here on Pure Worship Radio. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground. Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are still, when striving cease My comforter, my all and all Here in the love of Christ I stand
just a law who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save, till on the cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. the song in Christ Alone by Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio. And uh, we're so excited to have Keith on the program as they're beginning their West Coast tour. They're actually going to be with us here uh, on the Good Friday service out of the Pacific Amphitheater coming up. We're so excited for that. And Keith, um, let's talk about another song that you've written over the years. Let's talk about the power of the cross. Sure. That's obviously a very centerpiece to the service at the Pacific Amphitheater on, on Good Friday. Uh, and that song was really trying to afford people time to consider what it meant for Christ to suffer. Um, not just that Christ suffered, not just that he understands what it is for us to suffer, but also what it meant for Christ to bear the weight of sin. And, mm. and Stuart Townend again penned this incredible last verse, Oh, to see my name written in the wounds, for through your suffering I am free. Death is crushed to death, life is mine to live, one through your perfect love, this, the power of the cross. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's such a powerful lyric. Now, you guys have written a lot of songs together. Do you write with Stuart often? Uh, yeah, I do. We, we've written since the, since 2001, and he, he's one of those people. I think it's always great when you're a creative person. If you can meet somebody who's older, he, he was 10 years ahead of me. Yeah. And so I have learned so much physically sitting at his feet. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, So I always feel very grateful. For a, he really, he really gave me an education in songwriting. You know, he's he's a, he's a perfectionist and he's he's brilliantly gifted. So, wow. and he wrote a hymn called "How Deep the Father's Love" before we met, and that was that inspired me to write hymns. Yeah, that's an amazing song too. Well, let's take a listen to the song "The Power of the Cross" by Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio.
That was the song Power of the Cross by Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio. And we're getting a chance to talk about these songs that they have uh, written over the years. And Keith, let's take another song um, off of one of your projects. I think we want to talk about the song Mother's Prayer. Mother's Prayer was written, Kristen and I, for many years, wanted children. And for a long time, weren't sure we could ever have children. And then the Lord gifted us with Eliza Joy. Hmm. And this was a song Kristen had written all the prayers as she was pregnant, all the things she would pray for her, her daughter when she was born, and so she, she, she took her from her notes and her journals all those uh, and compiled this song called, called Mother's Prayer, and it, it also features a little Irish lullaby in it as well. And, and Moya Brennan, actually, who was the, the lead singer of the Irish band Clannon, mm. um, who's also a believer, um, agreed to guest on it, and so she, she sings in Gaelic this, this beautiful little lullaby halfway through the song, but um, this is a song for, for, it's a song for mothers, it's a song for fathers, it's a song for grandparents, and it's also for those of us who are privileged to have Christian parents, however imperfect they are. It's a chance for us to pause and and be thankful that this was the prayers that our parents prayed for us. Yeah, amen to that. All right, well, let's listen to that song, Mother's Prayer by Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio. Before you closed your eyes to sleep And 
That was the song Mother's Prayer by Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio. And we're going to talk about another song that they have written over the years. And and Keith, let's talk about this one, Christ is Risen, He's Risen Indeed. Yeah, well, obviously, the, 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 one of the oldest liturgies in the Church is the pastoral greeting, which is, Christ is risen, to which we respond, He is risen indeed. Mm. And um, so we, we took that, we took that thing and thought, I don't know anybody who's actually set that to music. So we decided to set that to music. Mm. And then we worked with our friend called Ed Cash, who many of you know for his wonderful worship albums that he's produced over the years. And um, it's kind of a high-energy song, and uh, um, it, it really takes the story. The, the, the chorus is inspired by Christ is risen, he is risen, and Beto sing hallelujah. The verses, the verses um, have a little bit more 
uh, of the story of Thomas, that sense of moving from doubt to faith. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, isn't it, in the generation we live with the increased secularism of our society and the number of programs that are trying to undermine Christ, even in our television this Easter, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that we consider Thomas's story. It, it is the doubter who came to faith in light of the resurrection. And so that, we wanted to tell us this song as a real faith-building song. And then we, we, we took a little bit of the ascension. We did like a third section at the end called He's Alive, which goes He's Alive, and it's a response, and it's a celebration of the story at the end. So um, it's a song we're really excited about. It's a song we finish um, each of the concerts with, and um, we're, we're looking forward to getting to sing that on Easter Sunday this year as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a listen to that song, Christ Has Risen. He's Risen Indeed by Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio.
Yeah, and that was the song Christ Has Risen, He's Risen Indeed by Keith and Kristen Getty. And we're getting a chance to get to know them a little bit better in their heart for ministry and the music that they've written over the years. And Keith, let's talk about another song. Let's take the song, uh, My Worth Is Not In What I Own. This is one of our most recent songs. People often ask, what's your, what's your favorite song? And it's always, of course, the most recent thing you've done. Yeah. But this song was wrote with a, a veteran of worship songwriting called, called Graham Kendrick. It was, I, remember, I remember hearing Tim Keller talking about how the generation we live in may, may be the most violent, it may be the most corrupt, but it may also not be because those things have been around forever. Mm-hmm. But one thing most psychotherapists that you will speak to uh, will now say, or social anthropologists will now say, is that we live in the most narcissistic generation in history. Everybody, is, everybody looks at everything as to what it can gain for them. How, what, how does it make them feel? What does it do for them? If it, whether it's family, who they marry what church they go to, what the music style is, whatever it is, mm. it, it's what can I gain out of this all the time. And and, it, and so this this song was just taking the whole theme of identity, and Graham came up with this beautiful line, my worth is not in what I own. Mm-hmm. So, so it's become a real important song for us. Um, and it's a song about the cross, obviously. So it's a gathering song around the cross. We're going to be doing it at the Pacific um, Amphitheater with you guys on, on Good Friday. We can't wait till that event. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, it reminds us that our identity and our value is in Christ, mm-hmm. and is at the cross, and, and in that we are, as the psalmist says, both fearfully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. and we are people who, are, who have been forgiven much, and so that should be the basis of, of the identity we have. Yeah, amen to that. And I love how all of your songs, they, they're so Christ-centered, and they always seem to go back to the cross. They're always pointing us back to the cross. Is that is that intentional with, with how you guys are writing? I mean, it's definitely well, is, gospel-centered, but it's yeah. how you yeah, approach well, it. That, well, I think it has to be. I mean, I think I do think the gospel speaks into every part of life, So mm-hmm. I think, uh, but I think it starts with that. Um, I don't just write songs about the cross and the resurrection, but the cross and the resurrection have incredible things to say mm-hmm. about my sense of self-worth about my, my role as a father, about about how I live my working day and how I treat my staff. And so that's how we try to make sure that is at the that is at the center of everything we do. My worth is not in what I own not in the strength of flesh and bone but in the costly wounds of
And that was the song, My Worth Is Not In What I Own, by Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio. I'm talking about these songs and song stories that they have written over the years. And Keith, let's take another song off of our list, um, Come Ye Sinners. Well, as I said to you before, one of the greatest things about moving to Nashville is we haven't really interacted with, with contemporary Christian music, but we have reacted with the old American Americana folk music with bluegrass and learning a little bit about American history and maybe even American church music history. And so, of course, many of your hymns and folk tunes are very inspired by Irish music. What wondrous love is this? And, and then we're going to talk about now, Come Me Sinners, Poor and Needy. And so um, we did a version of this with our kind of, our band is half Irish, half bluegrass players. And we did a version of this, and it finishes with a celebration in an, in an Irish reel called The Musical Priest. But um, it's, I think it's one of the most refreshing things is to is to delve into our past and learn from and learn from that. And these are hymns that are still sung. These are hymns that have had a long life and thus they're valuable to us. And they're valuable to us as believers pastorally as well. Yeah. Because we'll carry them with us through life. You know, they're not just songs we have for a moment, although those songs are valuable as well. Yeah. But I think it's important um, it's, a, it's important that alongside the contemporary songs we sing, we have a collection of songs that we, we take with us through life. Yes. If you talk to an old believer over 70, I remember uh, whether it was talking to my grandfather or talking to some of the great preachers in this country, some of the great preachers you've had on your radio station, um, just what the hymns they carried with them through life meant to their faith, to their times of suffering, to their witness, to their prayer life. And so, so one of the things we're trying to do is point to people um, also the, the great old hymns that, that are worth keeping and this is one of them um, if you tarry it says if you come you sinners poor and needy weak and wounded sick and sore if you tarry till you're better you will never come at all Ooh. 
rivers poor and needy, weak and wounded, sick and sore. Jesus ready stands to save you, full of pity, love and power. listening to Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio.
That was music from Keith and Kristen Getty here on Pure Worship Radio. Keith, uh, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. It was, it was a pleasure to have you. Thanks for the privilege of being in the program again. It's just an honor, honor to chat with you. And thank you for joining us today on Pure Worship Radio. We hope that you were encouraged by our time spent together. May God continue to bless and keep you as you live your life of worship, responding to the grace of God. Mm-hmm.